Hey everyone, welcome back to the It's Mind Game podcast. My name is Jade and today we have back on the wonderful, the well-known Miss Elise Laurie, who I'm still questioning if I say that surname right, or Instagram as your period PT, your period hype girl. Welcome back. Thank you for having me. It's been far too long in between catch-ups. We were just saying before we jumped on that I think it's been about six months since we had a chat. So um, needless to say that there is just so much to say and share. Yes, there definitely is. I can't believe how quickly six months has gone. It's mm. it's crazy. Like it's almost May. I know. I'm actually looking at the date. I'm like, yeah, it's a, it's a week away from that. Oh, my goodness. Now, the topic we decided to chat on today, we actually thought about six months ago. Um, but due to the busyness of lives, we thought we'll put it on hold until we've got a good time to have a sit down and chat. And it's kind of linked into HA. It's kind of not because it is a body image topic. Um, and I guess the segue into it is body image and wanting to make changes to our body that comes from a well-informed, well-intended and medically advised place. Now, I feel like I'm gasping for air as I say that because I just want to highlight to everyone this chat is more opening the conversation around body image and that, of course, you should always speak to any sort of professional um, or get medical advice when it comes to anything to do with changing your body. So with that nice build to dive in, um, let's talk about body image, Elise. Yes, well, I guess we should kick it off with what this podcast is about and I think the easiest way to say is something that Jade and I found we had in common was we've both had our boobs done I never know what to say breast implants boobs done like breast implant sounds very formal yeah like one of my friends used to like to call them bolt-ons so um, (laughs) when I was really lean and I had them done they they look just like that they look like bolt-ons Um, But no, we decided that we wanted to bring up this topic, one, because we feel some sort of tension around it, given the the position that we're in sort of a body acceptance kind of place. And we never want to give the message that obviously boob jobs complete your life or that they make anything better, because I guess that's the exact reason why we're here talking about it today is what our motivations were to have them done and how we've come across a lot of women who fall into the category where kind of like dieting and having the dream body that if they have their breasts done that suddenly their life is complete everything's okay everything's perfect when the reality is everything is the exact same you just now have implants um so I feel like there was a big loop to get to where we wanted to be but there's actually a really strong census for what we're going to talk about today um so I guess let's lead into what were the foundations around you actually getting your breast implants and how old were you? Um, what was the process like? And then I can chime in and share my experience. Yeah, I think that's a really good place to start. And I have never openly talked about this on my Instagram. So to any of my followers listening, this is probably very new to you. Um, but I was quite young when I got it done. I was about, I think, 20. Um, but I'd been thinking about it for a couple of years prior to that. And I think the catalyst for that was obviously I went on my first diet at the time I didn't realize it was a diet, that whole that whole jam. Yeah, healthy living, healthy lifestyle, losing weight really quickly. Um, And I didn't really have boobs when I was in a bigger body as a teenager. Um, But I definitely didn't have any once I lost 
a lot of weight. And I think I got really self-conscious about that because a lot of my friends around me had bigger boobs, my mom, my sisters, and I just kind of felt a little bit out of place. And I think my mom picked up on that, that I felt self-conscious about it. Like we'd obviously have conversations and I probably cried a few times to her about it. And, you know, she's the one who actually suggested getting my boobs done if I wanted to. And that was probably when I was about 18 or 19. So she kind of planted the seed and it was totally up to me. Um, but she just wanted, like, I'm pretty sure that was her way of showing her support and that she cared and she wanted to help me. Um, because you can only imagine, I mean, I don't have children, but obviously you have a little girl, Jade. And like, if she was coming to you with these concerns and things like that, you just want to help her in whatever shape you could. Um, and I think once mum opened my mind to that, all I could see was women with their boobs done. <laughs> like they were everywhere. I worked on cruise ships based out of America and a lot of American women, sorry, that's probably a generalization, but a lot of women I came across on cruise ships as guests had their boobs done. And I had plenty of conversations with these women and they were very open to telling me about their experience. Some even gave me really good advice, which we'll probably get into if I remember um, in a little bit. Um, and I'm pretty sure I messaged my mum one day while I was still working abroad and I just said, I want to get them done. I was like, you can find the surgeon because mum had a few friends at that time that had gone through, you know, um, breast cancer recovery. So they had to get their breasts removed and then they mm. got implants and stuff like that. So she knew of um, some really good friends that had some surgeons that they could recommend. And it was actually my mum that found my surgeon, booked in my pre-consultation, uh, my pre-op consultation and my operation before I'd even gotten home. Um, and I was just, I was ready to do it. I got home and I was just turned 20 or about to turn 20. And I met my surgeon. He was an absolute gem. Like he was so thoughtful and considerate and went through the history of breast implants, went through what would, what would happen, what like what the recovery would look like. We even did like that 3D imaging. I don't know if you did that too, where it'd be like, this is what you'd look like roughly with this size and this size. And he actually said at the end of the day, because my mum had a couple of conditions and one of them was that we get them done in Australia and mm -hmm. that we, you don't look like you don't get a size that's unrealistic like too for you. Big. Yeah. yeah. And you know, like I play a lot of sport and I was playing a lot of sport at that time in my life. And I didn't want to have these massive boobs that were getting in the way. And like, I just wanted to have something there because for me, like you mentioned earlier, it did feel like that's what I needed to finally accept where my body was at. I honestly thought, and I still remember this, that if my boobs were bigger, I would feel like my stomach was flatter. So for me, it was kind of like, this is the final piece of the puzzle. And lo and behold, it was not because my relationship with my body didn't change. Yes, I was ecstatic and I was I felt a lot more comfortable in my body, but it wasn't this body acceptance that I thought I was going to wake up with. I still had the same relationship with my body. And I think that's, that's my biggest message that I want to get across is like, I'm all here. If you want to change something about your body and about the way that you look, I'm so here for it and I will support it 
if it's coming from the right place. And when I was 20 years old, 19, 20 years old, I wasn't coming from the right place. Like I wasn't coming from a place of already having self-acceptance and just wanting to, you know, add something else in. It was striving for self-acceptance. And I think that's where the biggest issue comes is if you're doing all of these things, whether it be as drastic as surgery or whether it's just weight loss, whatever, whatever the the path is that you're trying to take to find self-acceptance if you don't work on it first that path isn't magically going to get you there yeah 100 and I think that is probably the most critical part about any kind of cosmetic procedure that you're going to do because honestly I feel the same way even about women who have Botox or who um, have uh, like cosmetic tattooing and all that sort of thing I, I really do believe that if it makes you happy and it's coming from that place where it's kind of more an, an accessory rather than a trophy. Like it's not the once I've got this, I've won at life. It's just more of a, I'm, I'm happy with this choice. I like it. It makes me smile. But again, if it didn't exist, you're still completely okay as well. Um, and breast implants are such a big part of that dynamic because there is that element, especially I find in your early 20s where you think that, if you look a particular way, everyone is going to love and accept you. And look, it could be the fact that we grew up with these magazines and I'm going to say magazines because we didn't have all the social media stuff. It was very much Oxygen magazine and, um, oh gosh, I don't know any of, I was just obsessed with, oh, Dolly and Cosmo and all that sort of thing. Mm, yeah. It was very like teeny body, big boobs. Yeah, yeah. So perhaps that was why the desire was there. Um, so I guess different to you. So I had my implants done. I'm pretty sure I was 23. Um, but I'd been questioning them from the time I was 18. So for me, gosh, what's the story there? Um, I had absolutely no boobs while I was a gymnast and I also had no period. And then I stopped gymnastics when I was 16. Surprise, surprise, got my period in about six months. Um, and with that, I had a fuller body and all that sort of thing. A slingshot forward a couple of years, I gained a fair bit of weight and my bust was quite large I think I got to like a D or a double D um, which genetically kind of makes sense because everyone in my family like the women are all pretty full cup kind of gals and then um, I think I must have looked at them at 20 actually because that's when I started losing my weight and doing the comp prep and with the comp prep and jumping up on stage I literally had no breast tissue left so even when I spoke to surgeons about it because I want to make it very clear this was full yeah so I must have been 24 um it was four years in the making I think I had six to eight specialist appointments with two different surgeons because I'd go in being like yep yep I want to do this I want to do this and then I'd walk out being like mm, no it's not the right time for me and then I'd keep training I keep dieting and I'd be like no no I really want to do this and I think part of me was very cautious that I didn't put the implants on the pedestal as to once you've got them, everything will be okay. Or like everything will be better, not will be okay. Sorry. Um, and then I think I did a photo shoot. So still dieting, training, dieting, training, dieting, training. And I sort of come to this idea, well, you know what? I, I actually aesthetically, I'm really happy with how I look. Um, I did. I remember liking how I looked and thinking and if I had the boobs as well I would really be something else and like I you could think I'm really shallow for thinking that but it's just that's what my thought process was I was like imagine what I'd be like with boobs 
And part of that comes from a really vulnerable place because at that point in time, I, I remember actually crying to my now husband about this, being like, you know, it's so crazy. I really like how I look, but I'm such a man. Like I, I remember saying literally I don't have a period and this was before I ever wanted to get it back, right? So that wasn't even a thing. And I, I'd cry and I think I could have even cried to my mom. So I'd be like, I just feel so much like a boy. Like if I don't have a bra on, like my bra literally just covered my chest there was no filling and even if I was to be intimate with my partner now husband I'd keep my bra on because it was like I just don't want you to and if it was to have come off it was very much like like I just I was so insecure about it um and it honestly started to make me really sad and feel really vulnerable until I met this second surgeon because again I went back for another chat because my husband sort of said well why don't you why don't you get them done and maybe that'll bring you some joy and I met this other surgeon who was lovely and sort of like how you described he talked me through everything from the beginning of the procedure to the end he did the assessment so for me my implants had to sit on top of my chest because my pec muscle was really strong and because I had very little Um, body fat percentage he said the recovery time for me to cut through your pec would be through the roof because the muscle fibers are so tight Um, and he didn't think that was a very good idea to have a three to four month long recovery when I could be on top of the muscle and it's two four six weeks Um, so I think for me they just sort of like held them in like a random stuff on bra and he did measurements from my collarbones to my nipples from my nipple to um, just under my armpits and he actually had a scale for given your measurements these size will look smaller this size will look about average this size will look a little bit let's say bustier than normal but still nothing sort of gigantic um I did choose the larger size and it's funny because I look back now and honestly my bust is quite big as it is when I'm in a bigger body but when I was like teeny tiny they must have been huge so I remember my mum saying like oh my god Jay they're massive but I was like no I love them which I've totally um skipped a whole step but I I ended up getting them done and I remember just waking up and obviously I was off my face on anesthetic and the first thing I did was like grab my chest and smile at my husband and be like I love them already. I love. <laughs> oh my god! So I had a full handful, and I know I was like high on anesthetic and things, but honestly, from the moment I had them done, I felt like something just clicked, and I felt feminine. And I'm not saying this to anyone listening. This is honestly this chat is very entertainment purposes only, but in my personal circumstance, where I felt so much like a man all the time for being flat chested and not having a bleed as soon as I got them I was like oh my god I feel like a woman and I felt special and I felt confident and you know what I was happy to wear low-cut tops and if my bra happened to come off with my partner I didn't care if anything I was proud and for me it was a life-changing experience and I'm that could sound really dramatic but it forever shifted my confidence and I don't have a day that I regret it. And um, even my husband, if you ask him about it, will say the confidence that come from you the moment you had that surgery done, he said it, it something in you changed. And 
not in a you look better or anything like that kind of way, as in like energetically. He goes, you just, you stood taller, you were proud, you were happy. And he goes, and you never had a reason not to be in the first place. He goes, but something just changed. And we'll dig into this later because I mentioned explant surgery. And that was one of my husband's comments on the idea of an explant, which is just remember the confidence they brought you and not saying you're dependent on it, but they have shifted something. I've talked enough, Elise. I'm sorry, you go. No, you're fine. (laughs) You definitely had a journey, which it's just really interesting because when you first started talking about how like you had, you know, several different appointments and you're like, I'm going to do this and you walk out. What was your recovery like? Did you kind of, you were in quasi recovery for a while, weren't you? Or not? My HA recovery journey. Yeah, yeah. So I was like uh, three months of pure research, um, 11 months reduced training eating lots um reduced training as in four or five strength sessions a day no actual cardio um and then yeah so like I just find it very just like our stories are very contrast and relate to our HA recoveries in a way not like saying either of them are worse or better than each other but like purely I walked in I was like yep I'm gonna do it walked out yep I'm gonna do it I did it and as soon as I found out about HA that was my attitude I was like yep I'm gonna do it And I started it before I had time to like really think about what I was doing. So like the next thing that I'll probably say is I mentioned, I got some really good advice from these women that I spoke to um, throughout that kind of two year period of like, yeah, I think I'm going to do this, but I want to know a bit more. One of the women actually said to me, and I'll never forget this because it's so true. And I'll be interested to see if you ever experienced this, but she said a few days after the operation, there is a good chance when you're coming down from all of the anesthetic and all of that, and you're sitting there and you're looking at your boobs, you'll probably wonder what the hell have you just done? You will probably feel overwhelmed with emotion and possibly even a bit of guilt and regret. And I kid you not, three days after I got out of the shower and I was sitting on my bed in my towel. You're having a little like come down though. I just broke down, but I was so glad that this woman had told me about it because if I hadn't have known to kind of like. You would have stayed in the guilt. I would have stayed in the guilt and I would have been like, oh my God, I need to get rid of these, like these, what have I done? I've just ruined my body. Like, so it was just, yeah, it was really interesting because the same thing kind of happened with me in recovery. I just jumped straight in not really thinking about it a couple weeks in when the weight was starting to kind of climb up and I was feeling uncomfortable I was sitting there thinking what am I doing like and I just I just love how your story with your no but it's it's so much the same though and I've actually never made that correlation so I'm so glad you're bringing this to the surface um but one of my Uh, weaknesses in character is I'm so scared of other people's perceptions that it does hold me back from making some bigger choices despite knowing it's the best for me so um and it like for HA it was probably a bit of a setback but in regards to my implants I'm kind of grateful because it really made me think long and hard about why I wanted it how much I wanted it and were the thoughts reasonable or were they me being just a silly 20 year old because that was actually something I said to myself like are you just being silly are you just wanting something grand to look forward to like what is this like let's get really specific about it um but also people's perceptions because as much as I 
liked my physique at this point in time, I still didn't like other people looking, if that makes sense. Like I, like, I don't want you to look because you might see something you don't like, or maybe you'll identify something that I need to work on more, or I don't know, it was very, what are they going to say and think? And then if I go get my boobs done, um, yeah, my chest is going to like literally quadruple in size overnight and people aren't going to sort of have a look because honestly, there was a big difference. Um, I'd love to get the photos of my surgeon actually is the before and after because I'm I'm not over-dramatizing when I say I was like so ridiculously flat. I was just a nipple, um, which is strange because I was so big busted beforehand. And even the surgeon said, he goes, the good thing is your skin's going to have more give because when we put the implant in, it has been that size before. So um, he said it was very unlikely I'd have stretch marks. And that was true. I actually had no stretch marks at all, um, which like, even if I did, I think I would have just been like, I don't care because I really like them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, a, a big part of that was I, I wasn't sure about the attention and gosh, even thinking about HA side of things is despite how much I wanted it, I was still worried about what others would think. And much like weight gain, no one cares. Like people might have inquisitive questions about them. Like, oh my gosh, you had them done. Who was your surgeon? Did it hurt? How long was the recovery? What size did you get? But it's very um, uh, like just really logical questions. It's not a, oh, well, you got input. It's nothing like that. There's nothing sassy. There's no tone attached. There's no nothing. But much like the weight gain process, I was so scared of this, this judgment. Um, and I, I didn't cop any judgment, to be honest, like people noticed and I was PTing at the time. So I took two weeks off PT. And when I come back, I had to say to my clients, um, you know, you need, I can tell you what weights to load up on the bars, but you need to lift it. because I can't lift anything yet because I've just had surgery, but that was kind of a nice entrance into letting people know because I don't know, kind of like my HA story where I put a full disclaimer on my social media, like, just so you know, people, I'm intentionally gaining weight. I was like, hey, just so you know, we're training a bit different because I'm recovering. Um, so that kind of helped in a weird way. Um, but, yeah, no, I. it's so funny. I never drew those correlations before. But you're right. There's actually such a direct similarity between the processes of both of those. It's very interesting. Yeah, I just it kind of really stood out to me while you were talking about yours and I was like I'm pretty sure your recovery was a bit like that (laughs) and I just think about it too because like the surgeon said to me um no exercise for at least four weeks and a lot of that is because of bleeding if you happen to increase your heart rate too much and obviously there's some pretty extensive stitches and don't get wrong they heal beautifully like I can barely even tell where the seam was for my implants now Um, he did such a beautiful job but um, there was a lot of guidelines based on recovery. And honestly, uh, I didn't listen to a thing. I was in the gym two days later. Um, <laughs> yep. Yep. There was little old me with big doobies sitting on the leg extension being like, this doesn't hurt my chest. I can do it with my hands. Leg extension, um, uh, standing hammy curls. And I think I did some leg press super light. Doesn't count if it's super light. Um, but, you know, I remember just sitting in the gym in this massive hoodie and I think one of John's friends went up to him at the gym being like, oh, he misses all right. She's training a bit weird today. He goes, oh, yeah, she had a boobs on, you know. He goes, oh, that's great. Good on her. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, uh, another thing as well, like I just had surgery and I couldn't even give myself a couple of weeks off. I just had to be there. Well, it's probably because you didn't. 
it was an elective surgery, right? It's like nothing was, nothing was quote unquote wrong with you and you weren't sick. You weren't. So like, I think in our heads, it's like, well, we're fine. We can like, our body doesn't need time to rest and recover because there was nothing wrong. And like at this point in time too, I don't even think I was afraid of weight gain because I was so, um, regimented with my food I think I might have just taken out a snack oh no actually it might not have even been that at that point in time I think I was very much just keep eating the same because your body's doing a lot of healing like it's going to need the energy so whatever you're not training so I kind of made it up but I don't even remember having the thought of I must go to the gym because otherwise I'm going to get fat or I don't even think it was any of that I just saw John packing oh, it was a Saturday morning to go to the gym and I was like no no I'll just come with you maybe I'll just walk on the treadmill. And of course you start on the treadmill and then you end up on leg press. <laughs> um, but thankfully I, I didn't hurt myself and my surgery did heal really well. Um, but, you know, just looking back, even though I saw no problem with it at the time, if anything, I remember feeling like I was doing great because I was told to sit on the couch and instead here I am with stitches and literally like a bond bound, bound chest. Is that what you call the bandages? Because it was really tight. No, it wasn't. It was a tubey grip. Sorry, I lie. I had a tubey grip on at that point. Um, But I think because I was so swollen still, because they weren't their normal size yet. They were so swollen. So anyone listening, when you get them done, even though you pick whatever size you choose, oh, my goodness, they're so much bigger. I remember looking down and being like, did someone put balloons in my chest? Because they kept growing for like three days. Three days after, they got bigger and bigger. That they, My skin almost felt like plastic. And I didn't have the breakdown you had with the, what have I done? But I do remember thinking, I hope the swelling goes away because right now they are too much. I love them, but they're like easy tiger. (laughs) It's funny that you mentioned that because I remember my surgeon actually told me, he was like, now for the first week or so, they're going to be bigger than what they actually are because they're swollen. He's like, a lot of women come back to me because they're disappointed when they drop because they wanted them to be. the bigger size. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, I could definitely see how that was a possibility because I kind of got used to them being like right up here. And I was like, oh, they're so perky. I love them. But then, yeah, you're right. Like the stretching and it just felt really tight and like warm I remember just being hot yeah me too and obviously that's our body's way of healing of Mm -hmm. what it's just gone through but did you feel um, really heavy as well oh for sure yeah like I was shocked at um the idea of hunching how much that was there because my chest felt Mm -hmm. so heavy and um even though I'd been had a big bust in the past it was still it really stood out to me and I'm going to hand over the mic to you I just want to say one more thing before I forget but while I've been so happy with this decision ever since I made it, there actually was one time where I not quite regretted it, but I was second guessing actually twice, 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 twice. Um, When I started doing CrossFit, so before that I was really bodybuilding focused and my cardio was either Stairmaster or it was, oh gosh, supersetting the crap out of everything. Um, And I started CrossFit where there's running and there's jumping and there's chest bars and Um, I'm pretty fit, I'm pretty strong, and suddenly I've got these massive cans and these movements are hard, not because they're physically hard, but because they bounce around so much. So I remember having a sports bar on and like two or three crop tops to like stick them to my chest as much as I could because I wanted to perform. 
like, hey, I can jump faster than this and I can do burpees better and I can do da-da-da-da-da-da. And these boltons, because that's the time that was stuck in my head, like these boltons are holding me back. Imagine how good I'd be if I didn't have them. So that was probably the only time, other than we'll talk explant soon, that I actually started to question it. And it was purely on athletic performance. I was like, well, how good could I be if I didn't have to worry about them bouncing around? Um, But the two tied in pretty close together. I started CrossFit pretty soon after that surgery. So I was already still trying to adjust. Now, Mm -hmm. if someone said, go for a run, go do burpees, go do squat jumps, it feels normal. But at the time, I actually, it's amazing how much you remember when you start talking about things. Yeah. Um, I remember, and I'd love to know if you felt this, because no one else I've spoken to has ever experienced this. And so many women I know have had implants at all different ages. Um, but I literally, and it, maybe it was because I was so lean. I'm not sure. Tell me your thoughts. But it was as though, I so you've got your implant, right? Mine was just the silicon shiny one. I didn't get mm-hmm. them that one. But it was as though if I moved, I could physically feel the implant touching the sheet of my muscle. So if it moved, I felt, um, best way to describe it, imagine if you had a like a, a stress ball, right, and you put paint on it and then you press the stress ball against the wall and then drew a circle and you could see the paint trail of where the ball was. That's what my implants felt like in my chest. I felt like I could feel them moving and it was really annoying. Like I did not like it. And I told my surgeon and it's the first he'd heard about it, but he said, they look fine. Everything's structurally okay. Just wait and see. And it did go away. Like I don't experience that now, but it drove me a little bit crazy. I'm like, I, can, I don't want to feel this. Like I don't need to. Yeah. I'm, I feel like I definitely can relate to that. Just- oh, thank goodness. Yeah, the feeling of them not being in the right place. And then also too, I got very anxious about them, especially like the first few weeks after recovery. Like I had like a special compression bra or whatever that was made for me. And then um, like you're not meant to lie on your side. You should really try and lie on your back and don't lie on your front and all that Mm. sort of stuff. And like I, I think I just heightened that feeling for myself about being worried that because I had like a, and I'm sure maybe yours are the same, like a teardrop shape. So even if they were to move, the mm. weight would bring them back to where they're meant to be. No, I went full round. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So I had like yeah. this teardrop shape that had tiny little holes in it. So apparently like 60 to 80% of my scar tissue would actually cling into the implant itself. So ah, it shouldn't move. But during yeah. that healing process, you like I definitely yeah. and it is such a foreign thing that you're not used to. So I can totally totally relate to how it would have like it felt. Because mm-hmm. it was just like I'm would not have been used much the this. same, I think, because mine was smooth and round. So essentially no matter which way mine spin, they're always going to look the same. Where even though mine they probably weren't even spinning. It was probably just like if I went into a chest press or I went into a shoulder press, just that general movement pattern, the muscle contraction maybe rubbed Mm -hmm. on the implants. It was more muscle than implant. But the way you describe that teardrop and the fact that they could sort of sway, one, you're not used to having weight in your chest. Mm -hmm. Two, you've actually got a shape that you could feel because it's got that sort of tip at the bottom. Um, Yeah, so I feel like you would know more what I'm saying than yeah others that I've spoken to yeah it definitely it definitely makes sense and I think something you said 
because I really wanted to mention this too um, in talking about like moments of almost regret or do I really need these anymore? I had one of those moments apart from the little mental breakdown from the emotional <laughs> breakdown from coming down from the surgery, which is totally, totally normal. Um, it was during HA recovery, actually. I'd gotten my first, yeah, I'd gotten my first recovery period and then I had to wait. So I got my, I got my first recovery period. What was it like 52 days all in? air quotations for anyone listening to the podcast Um, (laughs) and then I had to wait like 60 something days for my second period so I actually had to wait longer for my second than my first which was really difficult um because I guess once you get your first you can kind of have like this timeline of like okay so in 28 days I should have my next one and then 28 days after that I'll be back into exercise and like just kind of the mindset you're in after your first recovery period is definitely not the mindset you're in you know after your seventh or eighth recovery period right you've still got like your body may be physically recovering but the mental side may not be where it needs to be so I created this timeline in my head and then obviously I get to like cycle day 30 and still no signs of ovulation and I'm starting to freak out and I get to cycle day 45 and I was like this is the average time that someone would get their second period like you know like I don't want to be just average like I've always been better than average sort of thing like mentality no no I Um, hear you I'm smiling I'm like "Hmm." yeah yeah um and in that moment I think I had a day or two and I remember talking to my partner and who was on the other side of the world at the time being like, I think I have to get them out. And I was seeing all of these things about best breast syndrome illness. And I was like, this is the reason my period hasn't come back. I was like, this is like, this is the reason. And I really did toy with the idea. Like I Googled how much it was to get like on average to get them removed. And I looked at the price and I was like, um, Maybe it's not worth it. Maybe I was like, maybe maybe it's not the case. And then I ovulated a couple of days later, and I got my second recovery period. And I was like, I just went down this massive spiral of like my body, and I did feel like I did truly feel for a while there that it was, you know, my body's way of telling me, hey, we don't want these anymore. But then I think it was also like me grasping, yeah, and grasping at straws instead of just gaining more weight and giving my body what it needed. You know, it's like the whole, mm. um, well, I've tried everything, so it must be this. Yeah. 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 And it's and so, like KJ recovery is trying everything and waiting for it. Yeah. 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 And, you know, gaining more weight after your first recovery period, if that's what your body needs. Cause like after my first recovery period, I definitely kind of, I didn't change anything, but my mentality definitely shifted from, oh, I didn't, like I didn't gain as much weight as I thought I needed. So I don't need to gain any more weight because I've already got one period. And I think subconsciously that held my body back from moving forward because I was resistant to the idea of, and like that really just goes to show what my relationship with my body was like at that time. I still wasn't accepting of it um, because I didn't, I, I didn't you weren't trusting the process you're trying to blame yeah, something and, external yeah and I didn't I didn't think I needed to gain any more weight and I kind of by thinking that it's also thinking gaining more weight would be bad mm. in a roundabout way so there's only the one time that I've really regretted it and I kind of snapped myself out of it and I think that's another reason why we wanted to talk about it because I did see a lot of things about breast, breast syndrome illness and I'm not a medical profession and I'm not going to 
dive into all of that. But I think I also wanted to talk to you about it, to share positive experiences with them because I saw a lot of negativity towards them and I was like, they've been really great for me and I've never had an issue with them. So it is definitely personal and I'm not saying that breast syndrome illness. Breast implant. Thank you. It's such a mouth twister. Um, No, I actually know. um, So one of the girls on the podcast, she come on and she had breast implant illness. Um, I'll probably link that detail into these notes, actually, guys, if you want to go back and take a look. But she was so, so sick. And within, you know, an hour of having them taken out, I'm pretty sure if she said the whites of it, like the whites of her eyes were turning yellow and they were like white or it was something really obvious within the first hour and then her um, health continued to improve. Um, She did end up getting a period back later, but it's really hard to decide what was related to what because she did get so sick that who's to say the stress wasn't, you know, all the illnesses attached to them. And it's so hard to tell. And I think because breast implant illness is so... I'm just going to say up and coming in the medical field because a lot of doctors still do not recognize it as a condition. Some do that if we are in a position where it's like, we were doing everything, where the heck is my period? I just want it back. And then you read breast implant illness. It's so easy to go, aha, that it's them. And I say that because I'm pretty sure that entered my mind once or twice as well. Um, The only thing that snapped me out of it was being like, you literally have no other symptoms other than a missing period. Like a lot of these women have got chronic fatigue, brain fog, rashes, literally sick, um, body aches, can't eat. Um, the list is intense. And I think I know three people that have had breast implant illness, um, but I probably know 20 who have had breast implants. So it's still not common, but the I feel sorry for the women that have experienced it. And if they share their story, they get laughed at. Because yeah. it's like, no, they had a firsthand experience and no offense, but you don't have to agree with it to decide whether it's real or not. That is their lived experience. As soon as those things were taken out, they were feeling better. As soon as they got put in, they got sick. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I'll go on a tangent about that. But I just find it really interesting how people want to judge medical conditions when it's like, literally, this is this person's lived experience. How can you critique that? Anyway. Um, no, I agree. But I just, yeah, I think it's it's unfair. And um, so explant stories, actually two things. So when I do question my implants, there's a couple of times where I'm in like a really negative space. And, um, you know, as a sole trader, sometimes if there's cancellations and things like that, you can get a bit in your head about finances. Well, I do anyway. Um, and I don't need to. It's just like my go-to, seeing as though my body isn't my go-to anymore. It's finances. <laughs> just subbing one thing or the other. I'm working on it. We're always a work <laughs> in working progress. On it. Um, but sometimes, and it's not often, I'll be like, well, if you didn't spend 10 grand on your chest, maybe you'd have some more money lying around. And that's the sassy tone of it. Like literally, it's not a, you know, there's money on your chest. It's like, no, no, hey, lady. You should think your assets. Um, but if anyone was wondering, like I, I had changed from $10,000 for my breast implants. They were done in Melbourne at St. Vincent's Private Hospital with a fabulous surgeon. And I'm purely saying that because so many women go overseas for these implants and have horrible things happen on their return. And the price difference isn't that much. Um, I was like- never going to Thailand for mine. And I don't judge anybody who does. But I did research the prices of both. And it's like, it was at the time, it was maybe a two grand difference, but the two grand meant that if I need to see my surgeon two days later, five months later, three years later, and I literally saw him 
like a couple of months ago, which is like five years later, six years later, he's still there. So for me, that's worth the extra, extra money. Um, do you ever, have you ever had that pop in your head? The money? No, not really. No, I guess crazy, also, no, no, you're not crazy at all. I think also too, I was in a bit of a different position. Um, I was like, I don't know if I'll share this, but I'll share it anyway. Um, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's obviously I was quite young when I got them done and I was working abroad. So I was earning pretty good money because I didn't have to pay for any like rent, food, board, nothing like that. It was US currency back to Australian currency tax yeah, free. So it, worked in so favor. it worked in my favor. And then it also worked in my favor that my parents went 50% in with me. Um, oh, that's nice. Yeah. You know, my, I made the joke. I was like, well, mom, I didn't, it was after the fact that they were like, we will help you with this. Yeah. Um, but I made the joke. I was like, well, mom, it makes sense because it's your reason I didn't end up with any kind of thing. Like <laughs> just joking about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I definitely had the help. So I think I, you know, even if I had have gone 50, 50 with my parents, I, the same thought would still pop in. The actual number amount has got nothing to do with it. It's just yeah. the idea to put some negativity on myself and I'm already in a bit of a shaky space as we all do, but no, I mean, if, I don't know. I just think with anything like that, whether it be, you know, implants or a course or something like that, if there's people legitimately out there who want to help you for all the right reasons, I think it should be okay to accept help. Um, oh, for sure. You know, and um, oh goodness, what was I was going to say, I totally went blank. But no, I just felt your resistance in sharing that story. And then as I heard it, I'm like, oh my gosh, girl. Like, yeah, matter. I don't know. I go, it was a very long, uh, very long time ago. And, you know, I think something that I wanted to mention too, like, I'm obviously very open about all of my life experiences at this point. Like, if you ever told 15 year old me that I would be on Instagram talking about, the importance of periods and oh my goodness goodness no. like I would have laughed at you I would have been like no way but I am a very open person which is why I wanted to have this conversation and whenever it's come up with friends or with people that I've worked with on cruise ships or whatever um and even now at work in the gym like whenever it comes up I'm very open about the fact that my boobs are fake and no one like everyone's because shocked. it's so normal now as well mm. um, but everyone's shocked because it doesn't they don't look fake and that was you know one of the conditions along with getting it done yeah. in Australia that my parents said to me mm. um and you know just getting it done in Australia because like you said if we needed to go back to the surgeon he's there you know you're getting it done in your home soil like you've got yeah. you've got medical cover if you if anything goes wrong like this is just for for them gives them peace of mind. Like they didn't want their 20 year old daughter flying to some random country to meet a surgeon on the day, on on the the day. day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so everyone's experience is their own, but they were just kind of the the conditions and I'm grateful for them um, for sure. But I think with this conversation, I've been trying to figure out how to like approach my um, audience with it because while I'm so open about it, I do feel like because we are in this body acceptance space, I don't want people to look at it and be like, oh, well, like, do you really have body acceptance? And I want to make it really clear that at the time I didn't. And I would still do that surgery a thousand times over because of how it's made me feel. But if I was to go back now, 
I would be doing it from a completely different different place with my relationship with my body and you know like I said before the whole point of me sharing and you sharing this message is we're so here for anyone who wants to make these changes for their body but making it well informed and making it from a good and healthy place with your relationship with your body mm-hmm. not as some like magic fix to that's finally- the key though isn't it it's like it's not a magic fix it's not going to change your relationships your work life your um like I openly say I felt a lot more confident after having them done but I was still self-conscious with boobs if that makes sense so even though I was so happy in my body I still didn't want other people looking and judging which was something there before after during all of it um but I do find the the hindsight perspective really interesting so another time when I questioned actually having an explant which I'll lead into my catch-up with my surgeon um is that after going through the whole HA recovery process and like breastfeeding casema and things like that I was sort of just, um, so my boobs have legitimately changed shape since breastfeeding. So um, like in my husband's bed, you guys, they just look like really well-shaped natural boobs where they used to look fake, right? Because I liked that look. Um, and over time, that sort of changed as I gained weight anyway, because it got softer. So you used to see like the pec muscle and then the, the implant. I was pretty like literally bolt on. Um Oh, not too much though. Anyway, I wish I had photos. Like actually that goes to show how much, um, as much as I was happy with myself, there was still a discontentment because I don't think I've got any photos of me around that time. And that there's years of that, of me being lean with big boobs. I don't think I've got any, any photos. Um, but that also reinforces the fact that I very much did it for me because I didn't need to take photos to be like, look at me now. It wasn't that way. I was just like, Hey, I'm here, everybody. This is fun. I really like my outfit. Um, you know what I mean? So I wasn't in photos for some reasons that you could say negative, but I also wasn't in photos for some reasons that are really great. I was just out there enjoying everything and having fun. Um, but yeah, so after breastfeeding, I sort of thought, oh, oh, my boobs are made for such better things. Like I literally just fed my child. And um, I think for the first time, ever I was so completely and utterly without like one eyelash out of place so grateful for my body just in its own unique form that I kind of felt sad that I put the implants in even though I've been so happy with that decision since I got them but I remember looking in the mirror being like like I've literally fed a child for the past couple of months and they're holding plastic like and it just made me sad um and I thought oh maybe it's time for them to go and at that point in time as you said it's weird how things start popping up so I'm looking on Instagram and um I think it's is it Nova the fit cover Australia woman she's amazing I think she had an explant and I think my friend pointed out that Georgie Stevenson might have had ex I don't know there was just a couple of fitspos on there that are all like get them out get them out get them out and I'm watching their stories about the procedure and all this sort of thing and I'm like and this is a sign. Um, and then I went back to my surgeon. So there, if I don't have a bra on, I could see like a, not quite a bubble, but there was just something there. And I didn't trust going to my GP for them to assess my breasts because, so I essentially, I thought there was a lump because I was getting pain there as well. And I thought if I go to a GP and they check them, I actually don't trust the GP because maybe they're not used to seeing implants. And I want my surgeon to have a look, have a feel and be like, no, this is 
very specific to breast implants or no, you need to go have an ultrasound or a, or a mammogram or whatever it might be. Um, with the intention of asking the question about explants. So factoring in, I'm going into this appointment purely for a lump more than anything else. And also I never asked about explants when I got them put in. And I honestly encourage anyone to ask this question because here's the thing, your implants these days are probably going to last 20 years, but at some point you need to decide whether you put in new implants or you take them out. And I never thought that far ahead. I literally thought until they go in and then I'll live happily ever after. I never thought about, well, am I going to have them done again when I'm like 45 and then have them done again when I'm 65? Am I going to keep them until I'm 85? No, really. Like who's going to have surgery at 85? I'm going to be real open and honest. Never yeah, I've never really, no, I never thought yeah, of it. Because right? I said to, I said to my surgeon, I was it's like, it's actually a high maintenance procedure. Well, I said to my surgeon, will I need to come back in like 10 years time? And he's like, no, they should be good. If you ever have any problems, come back. And I just kind of assumed that that was like the technology at the time that I got them done, like the technology, like the time. Of no, 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 but you're right about the technology though, because they used to last about 10 to 15. At the time mm. I got mine done, which I actually think our timelines are pretty similar there was new tech so mine are johnson and johnson and i've got a batch number for them and all that it's amazing they come with a certificate of genuine well because if something ever goes wrong and defects they can contact you mm. um but uh they said we can't legally say it because we haven't got the the case studies but what we've created now they should last you 20 possibly 25 years and i heard that and it's like oh, that's a lifetime away and and i didn't think anything else like i didn't and in hindsight, I wish I had asked that question because at some point it's like, well, do you replace them or do you get them taken out? Either way, it doesn't yeah, matter. It doesn't really matter. Good question. But um, explant surgery is actually quite extensive though. Like you've got to have drainage tubes. They've got to take out scar tissue. Um, they've got to somewhat expose open tissue so that it can regrow. It's, it's, a, it's a big deal. It's probably a deal than getting them put in. I explants have to say my boobs are hurting right now. <laughs> As you're no. like, seriously, no, that's all. And uh, it's, yeah, it's a pretty intense procedure. And that being said, women go in for a day procedure, maybe overnight. They go home and they're fine. I'm just saying mm. compared to a slice on top of the muscle, go home, drainage tubes and things are, it's, yeah, it's more than what I thought. So well, I don't know about you, but when I had mine put in, I had drainage tubes for a week or so oh no I didn't so he said I might need them um but it's just dependent on the bleeding at the time of like suturing and mine didn't bleed that much so I didn't have any I have had a drainage tube for a lump I had removed under my arm though and that wasn't pleasant at all um so yes to the ladies who have had drainage tubes they're not I give you a cuddle um so <laughs> I went back and saw my surgeon to be like tell me about this lump da 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 Anyway, he's a lovely man, by the way. I just want to highlight this man is absolutely lovely. And I've always felt so comfortable in his environment, like in his space and in his company. Um, so as you know, you pretty much get in, you have a chat while you're there, and then you, you take your top off, they have a look, they take some more photos. Um, and it's really interesting because I haven't seen him in years and yet I felt so comfortable to do that. And um, a few things that he said was, one, breastfeeding has caused a shift in the implant so he would highly recommend and he told me to pull my leggings down which I didn't expect I'm expecting a top off only and I had a g-bang on underneath 
And um, he said, oh, can you pull your pants down for me? And I was like, oh, okay, pull my pants down. He's grabbed my inner thighs and said, yep, so we can take some of the fat from here. We can sculpt it on top and then you'll have that really full breast again. And um, I kind of had like a giggle in my head because I'm like, oh my gosh, how easy was it for him to say, pull your pants down? I was like, okay. Um, But my thighs have always been my sensitive spot. So my stomach has always stayed somewhat leaner than the rest of my body if that makes sense like it's not lean but if I hold fat anywhere it's in my legs and I don't like people knowing it um but yeah no he also a female he grabbed that that is where we store our weight he pinched the fat and he said yep so we can pop it up here we'll smooth it over um and then you'll have that really full bust again he goes we've actually we've got a decent amount of stores that we can work with (laughs) it's so essentially just said we can use your fat thighs to make bigger boobs right and um I kind of just giggled because honestly I did not go into this appointment being like make my boobs perfect again which shows the confidence I have in my body right now because if I had have heard that feedback a couple of years ago I would have been like oh my god he's disgusted by me he saw all the fat on my legs he thinks my boobs are disgusting he just wants to fix me oh my god I'm so gross that would have been what happened instead I was like he like he wants to like clay model me <laughs> right and um and then I sort of sat down and he goes so I can draw up a quote for that procedure if you want to and I said oh no no look honestly I was I was mainly here just to to make sure the lump's okay I'm I hope to have another child so I'm really not going to do anything until I'm done having kids but with that in mind could you tell me about an plant? he goes why would you want an plant for and I said well at some point in time I'm either gonna get them like rejigged or I, I want them taken out. And he goes, you do realise that with the physique you've got now, if you take them out, you'll look like a man. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> and smiled. And he said, so do you want them taken? He goes, I, I highly, uh, I highly, no, I don't recommend you get them taken out. And I said, no, that's okay. He goes, so do you want me to draw up a quote for the, the fat injection thing? I said, no, honestly, I was mainly just coming for, the lump, making sure that's okay. He goes, um, and then he said, no, unfortunately, breastfeeding hasn't been kind to you. So that little uh, skin thing that you're seeing, he goes, you've actually lost breast tissue from breastfeeding rather than gaining it. He goes, it's one of God's cruel jokes. <laughs> and um, I, I just went, oh, okay. I said, but I was able to breastfeed, so I'm really happy about that. I said, thank you so much for your time. And I shook his head no I didn't shake his hand COVID we didn't shake hands he had masks on um thank you for your time goes come back when you know what you want to do I was like yeah cool no worries walked out and um so just to reiterate any previous timeline I would have probably been in a panic attack in my car because everything about that appointment was you are not worthy and instead I went back to my car and I laughed because I'm like oh my goodness I actually felt sorry for him And here's why, because I'm there looking at my body being like, hey, I'm this cool female that does all these wonderful things and I'm so happy about that. And he's looking at me like a Barbie doll going, how can I make you the perfect shape? And I've told a few people this story and they're all shocked, like, oh, my God, how dare he talk to you like that, blah, 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 blah. And I get that to someone who's insecure, 100%, you could have sent them on a horrible, horrible experience. But also being accommodating to his job, and his job is to 
structure something you'd see in an airbrushed magazine. And because I could see that because of the confidence, I guess I've got in myself and security, when all of that happened, all I got from it was I'm sad that all you could see of my body was how to make it an art form. But at the same token, that's your job. So I'm really happy for you because that's what you see. And that's great. But um, yeah, that's my story that I couldn't wait to share with you because uh, it was confronting. Um, but I, it was Absolutely. so cool that I didn't care. Like, even now, it's, I'm not even emotional. I'm giggling. Like, I know. It's just, it's like gobsmacking. Like, it's just the experience. Like, I just can't right? wrap my head around all of Like, it's just. There's a few layers, isn't it? Oh, there's a lot there. And I mean, <laughs> like, it's just, that's, that and was also worth being, waiting a couple of weeks like to a, hear. If, if you've watched like my reaction. Is because, and Full I circle, said this to my husband, it? I'm like, I'm not sure if he knows yet or if he remembers from my notes, but of course I know I'm going to look like a man without them. Like that's why I got them in the first place. And, you know, I'm a much fuller body now. So me without implants is going to be so much flatter than little me without implants. So I don't know, a few takeaways from that is one, really good assessment of how cool I am in my own body. Two, props to you. Yeah. Like it was actually, I felt more proud of it walking out to my car yeah because I'm like that was pretty intense and like it would have been being like wanting to give him a cuddle and be like oh it's okay it would have been empowering for you to it was it was like it was almost like a real test of how far you've come with your whole you know hate not even just HA recovery but just yeah just the whole journey you've been like that we all go through when we go through recovery because there's so many different facets of it and it's just a really like it, it was a great test and it's really shown you that, yeah, you, all the work that you've put in to get to this point with yeah, the relationship with yourself is worth it. No, absolutely, because it, it didn't shake me at all. And like I said, if anything, I felt more compassion for him being like, I'm sad that all you see is what you can like amp up yeah. when I'm looking from a place of like, look at the function of this thing. Like. <laughs> Look at all the things I'm doing with this beautiful body. But again, um, anyone who is about to go see a plastic surgeon know that like that is their job to create like a picture perfect Barbie kind of looking thing, which is cool. That's why we employ them. That's all good. But just I think it would be inappropriate to judge him based on his comments when it's his job to do that. You know what I mean? Because there's two sides of it. There's a side of like, wow, how dare he? But the other side is I literally paid him money to say what's going on with them. And he's gone, well, let's fix them. Even though my, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, I think I'm, I might be making a big assumption here, but I'm willing to make it that most of the women that walk through that door are coming to him wanting this magic fix for their relationship with their body they're wanting to change all of these things like like I was I was sitting there you know at 20 years old thinking that this was the magic solution to all of the issues with my body and I was happy to Mm. hear what needed to be changed when it came to came to my um, so I wonder because I'm I'm purely thinking this question based on my first appointments with him 
given we're going in there searching for so for you you thought it would be a bit more of the the icing on top for me Mm. it was more of a accessory I'm really going to enjoy still somewhat similar though do you believe if you were to listen to that appointment again in the mind that you have now it would have been perceived the same way because the way you describe the appointment, I describe mine the same. He explained everything to me. He was so kind. He showed me this. He did that. We talked about this and da, 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 da. But is that because they fed the mm. vulnerability we had or was it genuinely a really informative, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's hard. What made it okay? Yeah. Because I, I look back to that appointment and go, I wonder if I went in there now and he was like so we can create these perfect breasts and we could do this I'd be like oh look they're not perfect but they're pretty bloody good you know what I mean because my thoughts are different where at the time when I went in there I was like I hate them like I don't even want to take my bra off and then this magician sort of saying we can take the bra off and it's like oh yeah sorry I've never thought of it until we just started talking about it but is the appointment that great because of what we were experiencing in the moment or because it was genuinely a very helpful, informative appointment. And it's probably a bit of both, to be honest. Yeah, probably is. If you're with a good surgeon, like they should Mm. be really informative. They should know their stuff. Yeah, actually, that's probably a good um, thing maybe to just wrap up on our conversation because I know we could talk for days and days. We might even just do a part two sequel of like Q&As for boob jobs. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, because I feel like it's such a big conversation. Um, super is. quick there. Were yours on top of the muscle, under the muscle? Uh, on top. Because, yours are on top as well. Yeah. Yeah. I My mum had some friends that got them under the muscle and then later got them taken out and put them on top because Interesting. One, some of them were quite fit and when they would like flex their muscle and stuff you would push them that's one of the reasons he said to me as well and actually interesting enough in this appointment he said if we were to go back in and do them again he goes I'd be putting it under the muscle um and I actually said I wouldn't follow through with the procedure if you wanted to do that and just yes they're medical professionals but feel free to question their their advice because for me it's a non-negotiable I do not want to cut through my muscle I don't I'll gladly stick it on top and cut through some skin but I I would much rather have an explant personally than I I just don't want to cut through my muscle for me that's a bit too far for cosmetic um but again all to their own more for the point of you have the right to ask these kinds of questions a hundred percent and that comes back to HA recovery if you're sitting in a doctor's office and you don't quite understand what you're being told or what your next step of action is, question it. Yeah. You know, they should be able to give you all the answers that you need. And if that current professional isn't doing that, try and find another one who will give you the answers. Yeah. And help you. Yeah. And also you have every right to have multiple appointments. So that you, so as I said, I I think I had six or eight appointments between two surgeons. I saw one and then I ended up going with one of the other people in the same consultation room though. Um but I'm so glad those things worked out the way they did because it really added to the experience. But as you said, whether it be HA, whether it be uh, um, implants, whether it be, gosh, any kind of medical condition you're going through, you have every right to ask all of the questions you have and ask them repeatedly until you understand. And if the person you're speaking to is making you feel like you can't, 
um, either talk to them about that or, it, you know, see other people. Yeah. At the end of the day, you've got to be the advocate for your own health. That's the one thing I've learned from recovery. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, it's just, I feel like even though we've talked about implants, it's been quite an interesting conversation about the mental transformations because we had different experiences from our initial motivations Mm-hmm. And yet we've questioned having them or not having them. Um, I guess to, to close it all off, if you were to need implants, say tomorrow or the next day, what do you think you'd choose, implant or explant? And this is not as a recommended advice thing. I'm just curious <laughs> as to, sorry, you can totally ask me the I've same never, thing back. I've never really <laughs> thought about it, but just from this chat, it would be really interesting to see what my relationship with my body would be like if I got them out. Ah, see, I love that because as much as I was looking into it, and this is where his, I'm going to say cold words were really beneficial because when he said, you're going to look like a man without them, that was my biggest insecurity that Mm -hmm. honestly he helped me with. And even though I'm looking in the mirror being like, I breastfed and this is amazing and all this is great, I'm not looking at the side that made me want them. I'm looking at the side where I am actively have a full cup going, these things are amazing, not the vulnerable me with a flat chest. And after that appointment, I was so, so walking into that appointment, I was pretty certain that in five years' time I was going to be having an explant and like a tidy up. But then I left that appointment really thinking about things and I actually think that I changed to the other side where it's like no I think once I've had kids I'll get them done like one more time if I need to if I don't need to I'll just keep them the same till forever I need but um yeah despite all the body confidence that I have and how proud of myself that I am and the functionality of my body I I'm not going to lie, but if I have a really nice bra on and a really nice top and I have a bit of a cleavage, I, I do feel really feminine. Like it makes me happy and I'm not sure I'd be ready to give that up. Yeah. I feel that on so many levels. And I think that kind of brings back to the point you, of the whole chat that we've had is like, you have to do what makes you feel happy but if you're doing these things in search of that whole body acceptance that we're on Mm. about and that, you know, you know, I would say that you and I have found it now. It's just, yeah, it's a challenging question to think about. It's hard. Well, and I think that's some of the hesitancy of this topic that we both had leading into the conversation is because even as I was saying that to you, I'm sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, I don't want any women who have got flatter chests to be like, you should want to have a big bust or anything like that because it's not that at all. Um, it's got like, honestly, no one really cares what size your bust is. It's all of my thoughts and inquiries about it are literally all from a personal standpoint. Um, so I, I guess that's a really good thing to clear up before we finish up is that it doesn't matter what size your bust is. Like this is just sharing reflections and our experiences and um just our truths I guess we're just being open about our stories and where they are now where they have been and where they could go in the future yeah I think that sums it up pretty well 
All right, my love. Well, I will leave all of your notes in the I'll leave all of your notes in the details. I'll leave all your details in the notes. As always, it has been a fantastic chat. And if anyone wants to reach out and connect with either one of us, please do on Instagram or um, I'll probably drop an email address or something. I will see. And until then, we will see you in the next one. We hope you've enjoyed this juicy chat. Thanks so much for listening in on today's episode. I hope you loved it. Um, as always, I'd really appreciate it if you could share this with someone else you could like or you could subscribe as the more support we get, the more outreach we get. So in the meantime, I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful day and we will see you in the next one.